They are the Chai Kids. Your host today is Myra. <laughs> Good afternoon, and welcome to the Chai Kids Show on 101.9. Thank you for choosing the Chai Kids Show on Chai FM. My name is Mira, and I am 10 years old, and I will be hosting for you today. This is Chai Kids, for kids, bar kids. So coming up on Chai Kids today, I will be interviewing Dr. Kalnisha Bika. She is a veterinarian at Sandringham Veterinary Hospital. So stay tuned to 101.9 Chai FM to learn more about what she does and how fun it can be. Also on the show, I have a tongue twister to challenge your mouth and a DIY project on toilet paper roll dogs, which you can play with. So stay tuned. You don't want to miss out on this kid's show. Here are the details if you have any questions for my guest or if you want to say hi to friends and family. The SMS number is 34519 and is charged at 1 Rand 50 cents. You can send me a telegram on 061-895-101019 and please don't forget to sign your name. You, you can call us on 0101 40, 30, 20. I repeat, 0101 40, 30, 20. I would also like to wish one of the Ha Kids, Benji, a big happy birthday. On that note, get ready for a very interesting show on Ha Kids Today. I really hope I can do it, because they're all depending on me. I know that I must leave the only home I've ever known and brave the dangers of the forest, saving them before they're eaten. I mean, how hard can...
Hi Kids. For kids, by kids. They are the Hi Kids. Your host today is Myra. <laughs> that song was Get Back Up Again from Trolls. This is Hi Kids. For kids, by kids. My name is Myra and I am your host for today. Before we start the interview with Dr. Kalnisha Bika, I want to introduce the tongue twister for today. It is a big black bear sat on a big black rock. I repeat, a big black bear sat on a big black rock. A bit later, I will, time, I will count how many times you can say the tongue twister in 10 seconds. So call me on 0101. 40, 30, 20, to see if you can say it faster than me. I have Dr. Kalnisha Bika in studio with me today. So if you have any questions for her, you can send them on 34519 or Telegram to 061-895-1. Good afternoon, Dr. Kalnisha Vika. Hello, everybody. So my first question is, Dr. Vika, why did you want to become a vet in the first place? Hmm. <laughs> so it's like one of most people think like to do. I loved animals. I had a passion for animals, and I used to, my favorite were dogs. I used to sit on my encyclopedia and look at all the dog pictures and see which <laughs> ones I wanted. And that's how it started to grow. And then after, I was very lucky. My mom used to work at a vet. And I got to go to the vet all the time when I was younger. Lucky. And I spent years <laughs> there. And that's how my passion grew even more. And when it came time to choosing my subjects, I knew this is definitely what I wanted to do. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good explanation. And Dr. Bika, mm -hmm. how long have you been a vet? I've been a vet for nearly six years now. That's a long time. <laughs> yes, it makes me feel old now. <laughs> How long did you study at a like, university to become a vet? So in total, it was six years. Six years. Mm. Yeah, so what, what did you learn? So, well, at veterinary school, yeah. you do a lot of subjects. So initially... Okay. <laughs> You have to do your sciences, yeah. and then it's your basics, like anatomy, oh, yeah. and then you learn about the medications, okay. and it goes on and on from there. Okay. <laughs> but your sciences are very important. What's your favourite part about being a vet? So, puppies. Puppies? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, playing with puppies is one of the benefits of being a vet, yeah. but I think the main yeah. rewarding part is when you get to help you, the sick animals. Yeah, and make, when you get the scared ones, yeah, you get the scared ones, you can finally coax that you want to be able to work with them and they get you to trust you. That's the best part. Mm, yeah. How many pets do you treat, like, more or less on a daily basis? Ooh, so it can vary on the day. If it's a very busy day, up to 20 to 30 patients. <gasps> if it's a quiet day, sometimes mm. a lot less but it depends how busy we are. What different kinds of pets do you treat? So mainly cats and dogs. Yeah. Get the odd 
bird or a hamster, but mostly we leave that to the exotics. Yeah. Uh, what's the most unusual pet you've treated yourself? Myself? Hmm. Well, I've helped out with a snake before. Snake? A green member. Oi. <laughs> a very poisonous snake. Now I'm going to ask you a few things about keeping our pets, mainly cats and dogs, healthy. Okay. What food should we be giving our pets? So food, it, there's a lot of different types of food that you can give. My main go-to is your dry type of food, pellets. It's easy to give and if it's from a good brand, it's usually well balanced and has all the nutrition you need in there for your animal. And also um, you can treat them with some soft food for once in a while as well. It makes a nice treat. And then you get a lot of other dog treats or cat treats as well. Like, what are the brands that you get the best food from? So, it depends. You get a lot of calibre of brands. You get your top range, which is your Hills and your Royal Cannon. But, and then your mid-ranges, which will be sold at vet shops as well. Yeah. And you get your lower brands. It really always depends on your pocket. What can you afford? Mm-hmm. And that's what I always say go on, is what can you afford? And is it a good nutrition, good enough nutrition? Because even your lower range and your middle ranges are good. But if your animal has a specific problem, then you might need to think differently. So it basically depends on the animal. Yes. What should we never really um, feed our pets that's like really not good for them? Ooh. So when it comes to poisons or toxic food, chocolate, raisins. Grapes. Anything containing xylitol is very toxic to especially dogs. Your main ones you need to watch out for also macadamia nuts. Mm. So really you must keep away from the sweet stuff. Also fatty foods sometimes can cause problems in certain dogs if they're not used to it. A condition called pancreatitis. So you need to be very careful on what you give them. Yeah, but every once in a while, can you feed like cats or dogs like a piece of chicken as a treat? Yeah, that's fine. Chicken is okay. nice and bland. Just no bones okay. on your chicken. Not burning. No bones. <laughs> how often, like how many times a day should we feed our pets? So that depends on the age of the animal. So uh. for hmm. so for your young puppies and kittens, so animals less than six months of age, three times a day is best because they have a high metabolism. After six months, you can reduce it down to twice a day, and some even can feed once a day if that suits your dog more or your cat. And some animals, it, they like to eat little bits throughout the day, where some want to eat just once, and then that's fine for them. So you also learn with your animal because they're also fussy like us. so this sounds a bit of a weird question but should cats drink milk because on like shows tv etc etc like we always see them drinking milk why is that so it's actually a common misconception giving them milk is actually not that great because they can actually be some lactose intolerant sometimes and can cause problems though still people do give the cats milk so I would so advise that's a against bad it. Thing. Yeah, I would advise against but it. But why do you think they do this in shows? Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Teaching us bad habits. <laughs> yeah. And this one's kind of going with the... 
run, how often should we feed our pets? Mm-hmm. A little bit, kind of going with it. Like, how often should we be changing pets' water? So, fresh water is always important. Um, I would say it depends also how many animals you eat. Daily would be the best, every second day, and you should wash the water bowls often. If you can do it daily, that's good, but if you're doing it three to four times a week, that's also standard. Good. Because most people forget to wash their water bowls. Should we brush our pet's teeth? Yes. <laughs> okay. Dogs, yes. Cats can, not very necessary. You maybe. Get, maybe, but also very <laughs> tricky. I don't think most cats will tolerate <laughs> it. You get the few that do. Um, but brushing, if you can get them used to it from a puppy, especially the smaller breeds is important. Your smaller breed dogs, they tend to have the most problem with teeth, dental tartar buildup. So I would advise starting from little, getting them used to having your finger in their mouth and using a gel first, oral paste gel, and Mm. then slowly building up to to the toothbrush from there. Yeah, what, when you get there, what toothbrushes do you use for dogs? So you get, there's, you get one that's, you attach to your finger, it's called a finger brush, and Mm -hmm. you get dog toothpaste, don't use human toothpaste, because it foams and they do not like that. So you get animal toothpaste animal friendly toothpaste and you use that or if you're just starting off you get an oral gel which is easy and that you just put on your finger and smear across the gums and that's a start up from there. Mm -hmm. What's the right way to like give the dog bath at home? Mm, So it depends also on your size of dog. If you have a small dog you can bath them in the bathtub, (laughs) fill it with a bit of warm water, never hot. Um, Some dogs can be bathed outside if they're a bit too big and use dog shampoo for it as well. Should we bath cats or do they do it themselves? So they do it themselves generally. Um, Occasionally, maybe you'll have to bath the kitten or if they get some stuff stuck on them. Um, Unless if they're not grooming themselves and they might have issues like problems with their mouth and they can't groom groom themselves Mm. or arthritis and they're getting really sore then brushing your cats is very important to help them especially Mm. with the mats and the long hair and as you were saying you need to brush cats like is it compulsory to brush cats and dogs like do you need to do that um so for your longer hair breeds yes your short hair breeds not really you don't have to but then it gives them silky soft hair it can yeah (laughs) so if you want that extra Mm. glow and your cat likes it yeah. And you can. Um, should we bring our pets for checkups? And how often may we do so? So, yes, we should do checkups. Usually, your annual checkup, once they're older, is enough when they come for their vaccinations. When they're a puppy, we do need to see them for their first three vaccinations, and that's quite early on. Or if they are sick, then you bring them in for that. But otherwise, if they're healthier, once a year checkup is enough. What do you do in the checkups? So in your general vaccination checkups or a checkup in general. <laughs> so a general checkup, you would look, we look at the gums, the teeth, <laughs> check the oral health, check the eyes, the overall condition of the dog or the cat. And if they are in good health, they're not too fat or not too thin. Um, make sure the body weight is right. We listen to the heart and the lungs. Yeah. We also palpate the abdomen. 
do a temperature check. Yeah. We look at how they move. Those are the general things. And the coat to make sure there's no ticks and fleas as well on there. And we also ask the owners, because the owners, you being the owner, you do know if there are any problems sometimes. You can pick up if anything's been troubling you with your pet or anything's been different, and then we can take it from there. Yeah, like what like different kinds of vaccinations do you do when you bring them for the vaccination checker? Okay, so vaccinations vary depending on the breed, so if it, on your animal, so if it's a dog or a cat. So for dogs, we do three vaccinations when they're puppies, or three to four. It starts from them when they're six weeks, nine weeks and 12 weeks and those include your most important one is your parvovirus your canine distemper virus also we vaccinate against adenovirus which is for canine infectious hepatitis and parainfluenza virus there are some additional vaccines you can do and if they're going to kennels then you need to do a kennel cough vaccine so they don't contract kennel cough from other dogs then your cats, yeah. they get um, your feline panleukopenia virus, rhinotracheitis, Khaleesi virus, and chlamydia vaccine, which is all combined in what we call the four-in-one. Then what both dogs and cats both get is your rabies vaccine as well. Okay. This one is a bit tricky, but I hope you'll be able to answer it. Like... <laughs> um, if you're going to get a pet for the first time, what kind of pet do you recommend? Like, what do you recommend? Like, first time ones are So your first ever pet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. It, it depends on a lot. So one would be, do you have the space? And yeah. what? where do you live? Do you have an apartment? Do you have a garden? Also your time. Are you gonna be available to look after the pet all the time because pets are demanding they need attention time and money yeah. so sometimes starting off small is like a hamster is a good thing i think because they have they need small amount of space they're usually if you're not scared of hamsters they're quite nice to handle what, though mm -hmm. what kind of hamsters would you suggest like which like different so, kinds are there when we were little, we had a dwarf hamster. It's mm. the small ones. I thought he was very cute. Though, for little kids, hamsters may not be too good because they don't like to be held for too long, a lot of them, and they yeah. can't be squished. So age is very important also when you're getting an animal, to, if mm. it's going to be your responsibility or not. Like, which kinds of, like, cats do you think, like, for, like, first times? Um, I think just your normal domestic short hair cat or long hair cat will be good any sort of kitten is quite fine because no because <laughs> i don't think you could fit a lion in your house <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah um which dog do you think like is best for like a like children children, children. so your labradors golden retrievers are very good with children and also it also depends on yeah. how the dog's brought up because that can make a difference because you can also get an aggressive golden retriever an aggressive labrador but it's yeah puppy training is important so you don't have these problems if you take the dog for yeah. puppy training and dog training it helps to have a better family time okay on that note let's take 
a song break. We'll be back soon. You've never had a real birthday before, except of course the one just spent outside my locked door. So I'm here way too late to help you celebrate and be your birthday date, if I may. <laughs> Elsa, I'm thinking you might have a cold. I don't get cold. Besides, a cold never bothered me anyway. Just follow the string. I've got big plans. I've got surprises for today. Nothing but nothing's gonna get in our way. I've worked for weeks, planned everything within my power. perfect birthday, but I ruined it again. You didn't ruin anything. Let's just get you to bed. Hi kids, for kids, by kids. They are the Hi Kids. Your host today is Myra. 
making today a perfect day from Frozen Fever. This is Ha Kids, for kids, bar kids. My name is Mira and you are still listening to Ha Kids Show on 101.9 Ha FM. Before we carry on our interview with Dr. Kalnisha Bika, our DIY project for this week are toilet paper roll dogs. You will need some toilet paper rolls or kitchen towel rolls, an empty cereal box or any other thin, easy to cut cardboard, a scissors, paint and brushes or cookies, white or colored paper and some glue. Step one, start by covering the toilet paper roll with white paper. You can cut the paper to size and glue it on. Step two, draw or paint black dots for the Dalmatian on the toilet roll. This is the dog's body. Step three, stick white paper to your cardboard with glue. Fold your cardboard in half, draw the head shape for your dog on the cardboard so that the top of the head is where the fold is and cut it out, keeping the fold on top. Then draw the legs and tail and cut them out too. Draw the face details and paws. Step four, once everything dries, glue the legs and head onto the Dalmatian for the Dachshund. Do everything the same, but make the legs shorter and colour the dog brown. And that is how you make your own toilet paper roll dogs. I will post a picture of the one I made on the Facebook page so you can see how it's done. I really had fun making them at home last night in the dark. I have Dr. Kalnisha Bika in studio with me. So if you have any question for her, you can send an SMS to 34519 or a telegram to 061-895-1019 or call 0101-403020. Now let us carry on with our questions. We, we got a question from our audience from Joanne Selbst and she says we have just had a baby and our two Bengal kitties are being a bit naughty do you have any advice or tips to help them adjust? Okay (laughs) so for your kittens one tip I could give is you need to get something to help with the stress and calm them down. So an option such as putting them on calmies, which you can get from vets or pet store. And it's an oral, you should get an oral gel, which you can give them daily. Two is you also get something called a Feliway diffuser, which sends our pheromones to help calm them down because the stress and new excitement and the tension being diverted may be causing this little uh, naughtiness. <laughs> Also, maybe get them some toys to distract them and you'll have to entertain them for a bit. Yeah. Good advice. Which kind of dog would you suggest if you already have 
cats. Mm-hmm. Oh, if you already have cats. Mm. That is really dog dependent. You need a dog that has been exposed to cats before. Oh. Mm-hmm. Or if you're going to get a puppy, then he'll need to slowly adjust with them. Um, so some dogs are fine with cats and some actually just want to chase them. Yeah, and if you're thinking of adopting a dog, usually the welfare's are quite good and know if the dogs that they have are good with the cats or not. Because if a dog hasn't grown up with the cats, it's very difficult for them to adjust. Mm. What about um, if you were getting a cat and you already had a dog? <laughs> <laughs> hmm. It would depend if your dog likes to chase cats on walks. If they do, don't get a cat. <laughs> what if you really wanted a cat? Though? Um, <laughs> you would need to do it slowly and see how they adjust. Oh, okay. Yeah, it really depends on your dog, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're getting like a dog or cat from a shelter, mm-hmm. um, how would you know which one's the right one for you to have? keep forever (laughs) (laughs) that you need to go on your gut feeling one two you need to look at your yard space what type of energy dog you want if you want a high energy dog a low energy dog a large dog a small dog and then did you say it and then also (laughs) if um you want to if you're going to take care of the coats that's also a factor you need to take into respect if it's got a short hair or if you're going to put in the time and the effort for grooming for a long-haired dog and also the activity levels because all breeds have different activity levels yeah so you have to see which ones are suited to your life to (laughs) do with good with you yourself so i would make a You'd need to kind of have a category, and but sometimes you go in and you fall in love with a certain one, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. Like when you're getting a small puppy, why do you need to train it? So training is very important. I always tell my clients yeah. to go to puppy training. I even took my own little one to puppy training. First of all, socialization with other dogs is very important, so they don't. You learn how they learn how to play with other dogs and not be aggressive. Two, it's your basic obedience, getting them to sit, to listen to you, to respond yeah. to you, and also interaction. So you know how to deal with the dog, and they're not the one in charge, but you are. So we don't have then the aggressive behavior coming out, and people can't control the animals because that's why training is so important. Because dogs are very clever, and they need to use their minds and be trained how to use them properly. Mm-hmm. What must you consider before getting a pet? Okay, so first of all, what type of pet you want, where you live, how much time you have. In that ways, sometimes a cat can be a lot easier than a dog because they don't need as much work. Also, make sure you don't have any allergies yeah. <laughs> to either one of them. That's a big thing. Um, also, animals require a lot of time. If you want to travel or go away easily, then you need to think about that carefully because you need to be around or when you're not away, have a plan to keep your pet somewhere. Um, also, you need to look at your budget because an- having animals is expensive too. How do you know if pets are healthy? Um, the best thing would be is to take it into a vet to look at. Um, how do you know if your pets are happy? <laughs> <laughs> so, happy, 
I always say if your animal's eating is very important. If they're not eating, oh. then something is definitely wrong. That's the first sign. Yeah. If they stop eating and they don't want to eat and then they're going off for a whole day or more without eating, that's yeah. a sign that they're not well. Hiding away oh. can also be a sign that they're ill or in pain. Some animals will cry or How things like that. How do you cry? Yeah. Oh, dogs will whimper and that. That's so sad. <laughs> um, what kind of bed should we give pets? Mm, so, it'll. If you've got cats, will sleep nearly anyway. They can have. They love yeah. things like taking your own beds for their beds. Oh, they love hammock feels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, they love. I think things like hammocks as well. You get those little hammocks, and I've seen some. Little ones you put on the sole. <laughs> dogs, um, if you it depends if your dog's indoor or outdoor dog, what type of bed you want. Um, for my dog, I have a nice fluffy bed for him and he loves it. Then, if you're gonna have an outdoor dog, it might depend if you're gonna have a kennel. I think something padded and warm is always good, and something that you can wash easily is also very important to keep it clean. So, like if you're putting your dog outside to sleep it needs a kennel it can't just sleep outside in the open yeah it does need a shelter or it needs to be put in a patio somewhere it does have some shelter from Mm. sun and rain what toys are good for dogs Hmm. (laughs) so dog toys are very important to keep your dog stimulated and we say it's a good idea but you need what you need to make sure is your dog a chewer and a swallower if he tends to chew up the toy and swallow bits of it, then you have to be very careful on the types of toys you buy because you don't want any pieces getting stuck. Chew toys are good. Um, rope toys for cleaning the teeth and dental chews. What you need to be careful of is things like teddy bears. If your dog rips up things, the stuffings can get, they can ingest them and that can cause a blockage and also yeah sometimes the squeakers and squeaky toys can even if they rip up the toy they can eat that and that can cause a problem oh i was just going to ask about something about squeaky toys (laughs) (laughs) so you need to you need to look at your animal and see if he's the type he's going to chew it up you need to get something more hardy and then make sure whenever he's got the toy you watching the dog chew it and make sure he's not swallowing it um otherwise a lot of dogs love balls playing with balls if you're playing with them that's what your dog likes as well um, what about toys for cats <laughs> toys for cats yeah cats are, i think people sometimes forget that toys for cats are important too they do like playing <laughs> yeah so they also you also need to be careful because cats also can swallow things we've had a few cases where cats have swallowed strings and things um, like that um, or thread um. with a needle on so <gasps> yep you must keep your your needles and that off your threads where cats have access to because kittens oh. will come and play with them laugh lesson yeah. keep your needles if you're sewing away from your cat because <laughs> they'll be like "Ooh, nice thread and next thing it might disappear um, so cats love things that they can catch or play with and yeah. dangle um, cat toys with catnip and they're very excited and cat scratching posts are very good for them and how do you know what is wrong with an animal if they can't tell you? That's where the tricky part comes in. Okay. <laughs> so a lot of that is practice with through the years, what we do, and looking for the signs. 
Um, it's some of it's a bit hard to explain, but we learn to look at what's normal, look for signs of pain, things like that too. Mm. What is a microchip and would you recommend one in dogs and cats? So definitely recommend microchips. I think they are very important for all animals because animals can lose their colours if they are lost in the street, but a microchip will stay in. A microchip is a tiny, it's about the size of a rice grain. And it's tiny. It's tiny. It I goes, thought they were bigger than that. No, the needle looks bigger, but the microchip itself is not that big. It goes under the skin, usually between the shoulder blades and around the neck. It's a quick procedure to do, and how it works, we scan, and on the microchip it scans, it picks up a code. And with that code, when you input it into the computer, all your details come with. So we can mm -hmm. contact the owner and your animal can be rescued quickly. How, how do you put the information into microchips? So you don't, ha you don't actually put it in because it already comes with a barcode and then you scan that barcode using a microchip reader. And when you put, have that number that comes up, that's the number you use to put it into the computer. And then on the computer is where you get all the information. Yeah, but like, how do you like load the information onto the microchip? Um. <laughs> <laughs> so it already has the number loaded on when it comes. Oh. But w when you scan it, you don't see the information. You only see the number. Oh. Yes, and then you use that so. number you've scanned. Okay, cool. Um, if you are getting a new pet, how do you introduce it to the pet you already have at home? So slow introductions are always important. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes to see it's better to do in a, not in the same environment you do, in a neutral environment, you introduce the two animals um, as well. So if you like bring a new animal home, your own animal might be a bit too protective. This is going for dogs. With cats, they sometimes say, you put them in a separate room, in separate rooms and for a few days, and the cat sort of smells the animal there but not yet met. So it gets used to the smell of the other animal, and it, it's calmer like that. And then you slowly introduce them from there. And that brings us to a personal question that I want to ask you for <laughs> my health and household at home. So I have four cats, mm -hmm. and... Two boys and two girls. Okay. And the boys fight the girls, so we split our house in half to keep them oh apart. <laughs> um, so what can we do about that? Because we've been like that for mm, a while. Yes. <laughs> oh dear. So that can be difficult sometimes to handle. It's they can be mm. very territorial. There should always be a pack order, but the animals need to determine that as well. As I mentioned before, with the other. Um, SMS, sometimes getting, you could try with the calmies or the fairly way and see if it works. But if that doesn't work, getting an animal behaviorist or an animal trainer in can sometimes help too. Okay, so on that note, let's take a quick song break. And after the song, I'll count how many times you can say the tongue twister in 10 seconds. You can call now on 0101 40 30 20. Get down. 
cutting gym. This guy's got him scared to death. Hope he doesn't see right through me. Now I really wish that I knew how to swim. He must be stuck that coursing river with all the force of a great typhoon. With all the strength of a raging fire, mysterious as the dark side of the moon. Time is racing toward us till the Hi kids, for kids, by kids. They are the Hi Kids. Your host today is Myra. That song was I'll Make a Man Out of You. It's from Mulan. And this is Hi Kids, for kids, by kids. My name is Mira and I'm 10 years old. Are you ready for the tongue twister? This is how it works. You call us on 0101 40 30 20 and I will count how many times you can say the tongue twister in 10 seconds. I will start. Are you ready? A big black bear sat on a big black rug. A big black bear sat on a big black rug. A big black bear sat on a big black rug. A big black bear sat on a big black rug. Oh, four. <laughs> Does anybody want to call in and see if you can say faster? Okay, then. Dr. Beaker. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me try this. I don't think I'm very good at them. Okay. <clears throat> a big black bear sat on a big black rug. A big black bear sat on a big black rug. A big black bear sat on a big black rug. A big black bear sat on a big black rug. A big black bear. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely toasted my tongue there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yay. So, do we have any callers? Okay then. Then. Well done. <laughs> On that note, let's go for an ad break. Hooray!
try everything from Zootopia. This is Kids for Kids by Kids. My name is Mira and I'm 10 years old. Thank you for playing. Thank you to my guest, Dr. Kalnisha Bika, for coming on Kids. To my producer, Senna, and Vusi for pushing the big red buttons. Join us tomorrow for another Ha Kids show, only on 101.9 Ha FM. Goodbye, kids.